welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the Lost at Home podcast. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we're back for 112. Prime definitely number, not baby. A, <laughs> I was going to say, definitely not a prime number. <laughs> no, uh, I'm guessing, I bet 113 is. Oh, I, I think you might be right. But although, I don't know. I mean, because it's, it's only two more. I, yeah, I guess I, I, I'm not really sure about that. You know the funniest part of all that? Uh, I was talking to Ralph Garman on Twitter on Friday. Uh, he's the co-host of Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Smith. And I was saying that uh, we're so excited to see your show next week. And I was tired at work and didn't realize, like I said, next week when it's two weeks away. Oh, okay. And he wrote back on Twitter and he's like, oh, wow, I hope your podcast isn't about math. <laughs> <laughs> and I just laughed my ass off. I'm like, ah, oh, Ralph took a moment well, to, to actually talk to us. It's 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 different. It's not. I mean, it, it's it's a calendar. Calendar. It's counting, which really isn't math. But yeah. Um, uh, so you should bring that up to him when we see him in <laughs> a week way, and a half. Now I, I did check just so we know for next week. One thirteen is in fact a prime number. It seemed weird that it wouldn't be if it's only two more from the one. Yeah. So. Um, all right, so there's that out of the way. If anybody was wondering, one twelve, not prime. <laughs> there's 11, not there's prime, your numerical prime. prime number update of the week. I don't know why I don't just have a, a a list of all prime numbers between one hundred and two hundred. So I'm pretty prepared for the next. You know, you uh, you should do that. I 80, think our listeners 80, deserve it. Eighty eight episodes because I know how to do that much math. See. Well, the tagline for our show is "It makes you smarter" with a question mark. That's true. Sometimes it, it, it does. It might if yeah. you give it. Uh, an explanation of our show number as a prime number at the top right. of every episode. And the thing is, though, we're about wrong 50% of the time. So the question mark's <laughs> great because you don't know. It's like a it's like a lottery, whether you're going to get smart lost at home or dumb lost at home. And so far, I feel pretty goddamn smart. So I think this is going to be a great show. Uh, I'm pe- feeling pretty smart myself, especially because we brought up a few weeks ago Bodie McBoatface as the beginning right. of a trolling segment. Yeah. And... It's come back up again. Which is good, because we actually had a few more uh, uh, listener-submitted stuff, too, so we didn't want to get back into those. Um, we didn't want to ignore those, and this actually kind of justifies it all, because there is a Bodie McBoatface update, and that is... Dun-dun-dun! Bodie McBoatface wins the international poll. It, it was like so, a bazillion-dollar ship. It was $4,400 yep. billion dollars that it cost to build this Antarctica ship in Antarctica under the ice. And yep. they built it they under built the ice. They built it under the ice. Yeah, because they wanted to condition it. They wanted to condition it. 4,400 billion people lost their lives building it. And 4,400 billion dollars went into making it, mostly to pay a dollar to every family that lost a loved one during the making of this. <laughs> the boat itself was free. They actually won it. Uh, they won it. So It was a raffle. It was one of those under the ice raffles. They, they, well, um, <laughs> 78% of the, of the entire vote uh, calculated as of Saturday, April 16th, uh, was for Bodie McBoatface. How, how much percent? 78. How much percent? <laughs> I'm just an idiot. Uh, yes, how much percent? <laughs> Hey, That's, okay. I'm more of an idiot for hearing that and being like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Is that, uh, uh, so that's a majority. That's, that's now, a, that's a now majority. the final decision, even though it's a 78% vote, still lies with the chief executive of the NERC, Duncan Wingham. Um, he says he's going to review all the suggested names and will come up with a final decision for the name and will announce it in due course. So, uh, you know, uh, but the thing is, though, this is going to be one of those things. Uh, it might cause like a huge this is backlash like the, if yeah, they don't Yeah, this don't is like the it. Trump, Trump yeah, and the yeah. NRC. Well, yeah, that's exactly what I was, what I was thinking. Is they're gonna, uh, they're, the, the RNC is going to choose a different candidate, even though he's going to have the majority of delegates. And there's going to be a fucking, there's going to be riots and shit. There's going to be Bodie McBoatface riots after they, because I don't, I mean, do what do they do? Do they choose it? Do they have a Bodie McBoatface? I don't see why that's so bad. I think unless Duncan Wingham has the biggest fucking stick shoved directly up his rectum, he should just call it this. And like, what? why? It's a fucking boat, and that name that's going to be in like cursive writing across the side of it. Who cares? You can't even see it when you're on deck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, you know they could make it fancy like the SSS or the SSS the whatever it is the SS SS boatface or something. <laughs> the SS Bodie McBoatface. Yeah, you just put a little bit of a like a real nautical twist on it and uh, and make it a little fancier. Um, yeah. 
But I uh, hope that translates into future Star Trek movies and TV shows, and they have like this weird callback to like American nautical stuff. Yeah, and like at one point the Enterprise is under fire from Klingons, and suddenly the USS Bodie McBoatface <laughs> just <laughs> comes out of hyperdrive or warp speed or whatever the hell Star Trek does. Yeah. It yeah. just saves the day, and you're like, oh, oh if it wasn't God for Bodie McBoatface, we'd all be dead. <laughs> oh, man, but uh, I, I did allude, or just flat out mention, uh, at the top before we talked about that, that uh, this is a good transition into a couple of uh, more stories that we actually got a little after uh, we rolled our last show, giving us some trolling updates from uh, from listeners. Um, and you actually yeah. uh, brought the first one, or rather the first one was brought to you um, by yeah, somebody we- who was actually uh, relatively well-known, in well, I wouldn't say in the trolling community, but became well-known because of his specific troll. Exactly. It was kind of an amazing uh, little bit of serendipity. We run a story about trolling, and one of our listeners just happens to be Kyle Douglas. That name may not mean a lot to you on the surface, but if you think back a few months to when The Martian was in theaters, that is the uh, the Matt Damon vehicle where he literally is stuck without a vehicle on Mars. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Douglas did a brilliant thing, and I remember reading about this on Uprocks, BuzzFeed, uh, Huffington Post, pretty much everywhere on the internet. He created a GoFundMe to bring Matt Damon back home from Mars. Because <laughs> people thought it was a documentary or something. Yeah, exactly. There was a very small select group of people that thought... Let's call them the, um, the Martian uh, idiots. Was, there we go. Yeah, tr- Trump supporters. Yeah, let's call them morons. Uh, there was a very small segment of people that really thought like Matt Damon was stuck on Mars or a guy who looks like him. One I don't of, know their mentality. One of them I was Ben Affleck. Guess. Ben Affleck was fucking terrified. He was ben like, Affleck oh, said, no. where's my boy? Where's my boy? <laughs> oh, no, fucking Southie representing on boss on, on Mars, at least. Yeah, so go Southie. Kyle Douglas Kickstarter or GoFundMe hits... Hits target goal of seventy four million in one day from Ben Affleck alone. <laughs> ben Affleck just all of his fucking Batman, fucking Superman money just straight to, to saving Matt Damon. It's unfortunate though that Ben Affleck's check was not cashable at the bank. He uh, instead of signing it, branded it with a hot bat symbol. Yeah, <laughs> he forgot that he's not actually Batman. Yeah, yeah. You haven't actually seen Batman versus Superman, have you? I have not. But uh, he basically has the equivalent of a uh, of a car cigarette lighter. It's but just, in the shape of a bat, and he brands people with it. So I, I like <laughs> I, I, I like the thought of him like going through all this stuff with Alfred or whoever the fuck is uh who's the, who's the guy that builds all this shit? It's not Alfred. Alfred. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, so the, the, he's going through uh, uh all you know the car and be like it's almost perfect. One thing's missing. It's like all right. How am I gonna light my cigarettes? It's like, well, you it know, it, a well, a regulatory. We're not really supposed to put those in there. Call it a brand, then make a brand, and it's shaped like a shaped like a bat symbol cigarette lighter. It's like, I all right, totally... we're gonna take the whole fucking car apart to do that. You really want this forty four hundred billion dollars <laughs> went into making this? Just do it, God damn it! I'm Ben Affleck. No, you're supposed to be Bruce Wayne slash Batman. Oh, jeez, I'm getting so confused. I'm not a character actor. Yeah. It was one of the weird things in the movie. Like, he would brand people with this cigarette lighter slash brass knuckles of <laughs> flaming bat. And, like, then they went to, like, the, the Daily Planet in Metropolis, and they're like, anyone branded by the bat with that symbol, they die in jail. People kill them. And it's like, wow, Batman not only shoots people in the face with shotguns in this movie, but if he doesn't want to kill you, He'll brand you, so they <laughs> jump you in jail later. <laughs> Just so people know that you've been fucked by the Batman. <laughs> yeah, I've been fucked by the Bat. Bend over, bitch. <laughs> I know he's Freddy Krueger now, but... It would have been amazing if he just tramp-stamped people with it. <laughs> it's right up there's a fucking bat symbol on each cheek. And then he gets uh, bat brass knuckles, and he wants him to say Batman rules, but he realizes that's too many letters, so it's just Batman Rue at the end, because he's stupid, because he's Ben Affleck. <laughs> oh, I gotta geez. say, though, Ben Affleck, best part of the movie. He was a damn good Batman people, and a damn good Bruce Wayne. And, and everybody, like, sounds surprised by that, and I'm absolutely surprised by that as well. And But not to the point Are where you, I don't believe Haven't it, you but. seen Ben Affleck in a suit? He looks like Bruce Wayne. Yes, yes. Like, he just looks like well, a rich white dude in a suit. He is a rich white dude and he wear, when he wears it. I know, yeah. he pulls it off so well. Yeah, it's like he's actually him. <laughs> um, I mean, granted, he didn't grow up or anything, but he, uh, but that's a, but there's a difference between playing a good Bruce Wayne and a good Batman. I, I heard that he's actually a good He Batman. played both. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was good as both. Yeah, okay, so he played both. They, they pick a different person to play Bruce Wayne. It's like Danny DeVito <laughs> plays Bruce Wayne. <laughs> and then he puts a suit on his back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just get to the car. 
cut, a hard cut, and he's fucking Ben Affleck all jacked and shit. He's like a foot taller. <laughs> no, two feet probably taller. Probably two feet taller, I think. Probably, probably a good foot and a half, anyway. And, like, fucking probably about 100 pounds lighter, obviously. Oh, my God, that'd be great. <laughs> they also did a good thing with that movie by doing, uh, they make a mention early on, uh, your voice modulators, uh, like, on the Fritz or whatever, and uh, Alfred's working on it. And they make a point of saying that it's not like Christopher Nolan, where Christian Bale is like, now it's his Batman talk. It just sounds like a dog growling. No, no, it's literally, it's just Ben Affleck talking with voice modulation. Okay, yeah. So So that makes so much more sense and made him easy to understand. Okay. Christopher Nolan's Batman literally just growled. Yeah. It was. It there was were, just there were entire unintelligible scenes. It's like it's like they had him like gargle milk and eat saltines and then yeah. lowered it like down to like a <laughs> an inaudible pitch. It's like all right, now talk. It's just in like a very low D chord. Just, <laughs> <laughs> just oh my god. It's like the cor- It's like Corn's uh, rhythm guitarist. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's who plays Batman's voice. Yeah, that's Christopher Nolan. Batman's voice. Corn's <laughs> rhythm guitarist. <laughs> Uh, All right, um, our next trolling story uh, comes from another one of our listeners and a friend of ours in the Pottern family on Twitter. Look for Pottern family members with the hashtag Pottern family. Uh, You'll find a lot of podcasts like ours that are all one big community now. Uh, Mandy O, who is at Cyanide on Twitter, uh, runs a great podcast called the Geek Girl Podcast. And, um, ooh, I hope I didn't get that name wrong. You know what, Mandy O, if I did... I'm going to give you a heartfelt apology on Twitter tomorrow. Jer's doing research. I see his eyes over Skype. Yeah, we're not in the same room today. We're doing this remote. <laughs> that's that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, I'll do Mandy's story while you do some uh, research and development. Yeah. Uh, so she sent us a trolling story, and this is how it goes. At an old job, I hated the receptionist because she was super annoying and bitchy, and I could see her desk from mine. So I'd call the office from my cell when she got up so she'd have to run back and answer, and then I'd hang up. I gotta say, in real life trolling is the best. Yeah, well... Any, we- anytime you can, like, do something to someone that's really funny but not, like, hurtful, go for it. Do it. Damn straight. Yeah. Um, it's actually- just, a, like, an annoyance, like a flat out, because it's, it's not quite like a prank, but, I mean, I guess it sort of is, because that's sort of what real life sort trolling of. is. Uh, but it's this... It's, and trolling is when you just like you're just gnawing at somebody like li- little by little, you know. It is like you're and you're slowly just unraveling them, like your cat story last week, you know. True. Cat facts. Did you uh, did you find the name of her Twitter account? Uh, no, I realize I'm not logged into Twitter, so uh, I, 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 uh, uh, I I don't have it. So here, I will give it one moment of search, uh, and in the meantime, while I'm looking, uh, by the way, it is the. Uh, it is Little Geek Lost. That's it. There we go. There little we go. Geek Lost. Yeah. Um, I have a little bit of trolling I'd like to pass on to the rest of the world because I was doing it a bit today. Uh, if you have a friend and they have an iPhone, you really can't do much if they have a passcode lock. Like, you just can't get into their phone. Right. I mean, even, uh, even the FBI we, could barely get into somebody's phone that way. So. Well, we all know you can uh, flick up from the bottom of the screen and get to the camera, and you can take pictures with someone's locked iPhone and yes, then leave can. them for them. Yes, you can. I think I, I think uh, I think there's a setting that can turn that off, but most people don't, right? I mean, I don't even. Most know people, I don't. Because it's, yeah. it's it's convenience. It's like that in a flash. Oh, yeah. or whatever, and, and little things that you might want in like direct access to quickly. Now, here's my new thing that I discovered. If someone has their locked phone laying around and you have access to it for a moment and you know them well enough to know some of their contacts, names, you can press Siri's button, the the home button, to bring up Siri and tell it to text so-and-so. You just need to know their name. And then it says, what would you like to say? And this is all on the main screen without unlocking it. You can then verbally say a text. And then it'll say, do you want to send? And you say send, and then you put the phone down, and you never <laughs> unlocked it. But you can send text to their friends from their phone. Oh, that's awesome. I so, did it today with one of my coworkers. I picked up his phone, said another coworker's name. It said, what would you like to say? And I said, you have a hot body. And then I just put it down. <laughs> and it went to him, and everyone was very, very confused, because those two guys are just friends. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, nobody just didn't say anything about it. Like, I'm just going to delete that one, never speak of it. So the other guy didn't even know what happened. So only one of them was in the know. Oh, my God. <laughs> Until he finally looks back on a sent text like ages later. It's like, what the fuck happened? Oh. 
uh, messing with friends. Wow, that sounds exactly like one of the two people we were just talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh, bother. Yeah, I think it's one of the Winnie, Pooh, Winnie the Pooh characters. Um, anyway, speaking of characters, uh, uh, before we get into the show proper, um, we did want to give a little shout out to ChaseCon, which is coming up this coming Saturday, actually. Um, it's in Saratoga Springs, New York. We were able to make it a couple of times. Unfortunately, we were not with our schedules able to make it this year, but we implore everybody to go. We were not able to make it because of our schedules, not because we didn't want to go. We really wanted to. Uh, it's awesome. It's a lot of fun. And um, well, we actually have a, a little ad that's going to tell you a lot more about it in a way nicer voice than my own. So let's roll that. Looking for the best place to be in upstate New York this spring? Hi, this is DC Douglas, voice of Albert Wesker from Resident Evil, Legion from Mass Effect, Chase the Autobot from Transformers Rescue Bots, and many more. Come to ChaseCon Expo, 522 Broadway, Saratoga Springs, New York, one of upstate New York's largest Comic-Con and pop culture events. Come see Rochelle Davis, Sarah from The Crow, Michaela Kranz from One Piece, Marvel and DC artists such as Rusty Gilligan, Richard Bach, Bill Anderson, Kevin Conrad, and many more. Tons of toys, comic, and collectibles to choose from of all genres. Get your picture with the Batmobile for the 50th year anniversary. Don't miss us. Bring your friends and family to one of the best events upstate New York has to offer. Chase Con Expo, April 23rd through the 24th, only at the Saratoga Springs City Center. You had better be there. All right. Well, that sounds awesome. Really wish we could go. Uh, we'll probably make it to another one in the future um, when our schedules kind of even out a little bit better. And uh, But now I say uh, we're going to get into the show for real. Normally we'd do something uh, like web droppings right about now, which we sort of are, but we're actually going to do sort of a are. special Smells Like Sex edition. <laughs> 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 smells Like Sex in here. Now, um... As most people know, Ted Cruz wants to rule America with an iron fist. Yes. He is currently uh, second to Trump in delegate votes. Uh, We're not sure what the RNC is going to do with the delegate convention, whether they'll just hand him the nomination because he's not Trump. Yeah, yeah. Um, We don't know. He's only a couple hundred, not even like 150 delegates behind now, too. So it's not like he's got that much of a... um, he, he, no, but but, but Trump is slated, and by the time uh, our listeners hear this, they will already know the New York outcome. Yes. So Trump was supposed to win the New York uh, the primary handily. Yeah, yeah that's, that's his. So his that, state. that keeps that's him a, big, a pace, a big chunk right there. So, um, and he was supposed to win it, yeah, by quite a significant margin, I guess. Hence, handily, as you as you put it. Um, and, and I would well, say, spe- while, he, while he wants to he wants to rule with an iron fist, as long speaking as that fist, fist, as long as that fist is not a sex toy. Yeah, Ted Cruz, um, and this is a story that's a little bit complicated because a few nuances have come up since. Um, Ted Cruz wants to basically ban masturbation and sex toys? Yeah, well, it's, yeah. I mean, it's based on his history and his comments. He defended a Texas ban on the sale of dildos and other sex toys. Yes, like pocket pussies uh, and whatnot. Very recently. Real real sex dolls, which I was uh, Googling today because of a, a, a family guy joke uh and those things are like sixty five hundred dollars you'd realize that oh they're really expensive yeah. and i mean it probably costs a lot more if you want one of those uh scarlet johansson uh the the, uh, the dick biting robots yeah dick biting robots well, nice, i mean those nice dick sharpeners yeah i mm. just i don't even want to fuck it i would just love to own a scarlet johansson robot to like vacuum and do dishes and stuff like it's like a roomba that's super fucking hot yeah. Uh, Why are they making hot Roombas? Come on, iRobot. <laughs> come on. iRobot manufacturers. It yeah. looks like a fucking Frisbee. I just want to now take Do, one you of You think those... I want to fuck a Frisbee? Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Maybe my sophomore year of college. But hey, you know what? We're all, I moved on. We're now all I weird. Fuck we all experiment. That's fine. I actually now want to take a Roomba and just put one of those suction dildos on the top of it so it's just. Rolling so around. it's like the car from Idiocracy that, <laughs> that Luke Wilson gets. Yeah. <laughs> Remember when he gets put in the arena to like defend himself at the end of the movie and he's in a really small, shitty, beat-up car There's just a dildo yeah. glued to the hood? Yeah. yeah, pretty much like that. Just so you have a Roomba walking around with one of those, like, it's like one of those flexible dildos. You know? Yeah, that's super um, wobbly. Yeah, so but it's just got the suction on it. It's just going around the room and it's bumping what into things. What would you call and- it? Because on Parks and Rec, uh, Aziz Ansari had a uh, an iPod on his Roomba. He called it DJ Roomba. Oh, yeah, that's right. So if you put a dildo on it, does it have a name? Uh, I mean, it'd be like Porn Star Roomba, I guess. Uh, I mean, if it's just DJ Roomba, you'd have Porn Star Roomba or, or uh, Roomba-licious, maybe. 
Like I'm that. sorry, listeners. Chair is usually much more funny. This may actually be the last episode of the <laughs> Lost Known Podcast. In oh, fact. no, poor star Roomba. <laughs> Roomba with a dick on it? I don't know. What do you call it? No, Roomba Licious sounds pretty nice. I like that. Um, Roomba Doompa Doom. <laughs> Roomba Doompa Dilto Doom. I don't know, man. It You're turns right. into a weird Willy Wonka song every time Roomba you explain Doompa what it is. Doompa I've got a dildo stuck on with glue. Doompa Doompa Roomba Dee Dee. Gonna vacuum and you'll be happy. Cause your place doesn't have any dust. If I get west, you know I will rust. And my dildo's gonna fall off unless you keep it wet. Boing. And that's. Oh God, dude. <laughs> there you go. He's back. We saved the Lost Animal podcast. I don't know why, but I want to abandon the show so bad and use my Amazon Prime to buy like a used secondhand refurbished Roomba and a secondhand because uh, it's what I can afford probably. Yeah, and a secondhand dildo and and a used secondhand refurbished dildo (laughs) with suction cup. Yeah, (laughs) I kind of, dude. I really want to. I might have to. It just patrols your house. It never cleans under couches or beds because the dildo blocks it. It it tries because it doesn't know there's a dildo on it, so it's just like going like boing. It's just trying to penetrate that tiny crevice and it can't make it through <laughs> oh oh, so anyway yeah. uh, about this ted cruz guy um it's a nuance yeah. right so yeah the uh the the dildo masturbation toy uh thing came from 2007 uh he filed a uh this was along with uh then attorney general greg abbott uh they filed a 76 page brief with the uh, u.s court of appeals uh arguing there is no right to promote dildos, vibrators, and other obscene devices. Yeah, it was pretty much saying there's no constitutional protection for self-genital stimulation, right? Which is funny, as if everything... In, in all terms, yeah, as all if, forms. As if any... Everything that's okay has to be written in the Constitution explicitly. I know, it's like, and you are allowed your daily quantity of air, water, <laughs> and masturbating in the dark. <laughs> and if you are truly an American, and you believe in the principles of this land that God has given us has protected us with, and has given us fruit to eat and thrive with, you may also use some of that fruit, particularly bananas, to shove in your ass if you choose to. Yes, because back in those days... Because a banana in the ass feels good, and if you clench really hard, it crushes it. Oh, I was going to say you could peel it. Satisfying. (laughs) Satisfying is what I say. I would not say this if my name is not Samuel Adams, (laughs) and I will not say that name again. Because people will remember me for my beer and not my anally crushed bananas. I want this stricken from the Constitution, please. <laughs> oh, really? Because now you might just fuck things up in the future if somebody's like, hey, why isn't this sex toy thing written in the Constitution? No, please. I just don't want my name attached to the banana in the ass thing. Everybody will know Samuel Adams is the ass man with the bananas now. Uh, I just imagine Benjamin Franklin being like, yeah, we got the whole all men are created equal thing there. But what about the fucking in the ass with a dildo? Where? Where is Sam Adams? We haven't seen him in three weeks. Yeah, has anyone seen Sam Adams? Oh, hey, look, it's Sam Adams. Hey, Sam Adams here. Uh, uh, Sorry, I've been gone for a couple weeks. I've invented this amazing thing. I call it the Boston Cream Pie. It's a donut with cream filling and chocolate frosting. Has nothing to do with the other cream pie I invented. <laughs> nothing at all. Which I want that stricken from the record as well. <laughs> I do believe that if you shove a peeled banana up your ass, crush it with your anus, and shove it back it's out, it's a Boston cream pie yeah, now. Yeah. And I, I do like the fact that Samuel Adams could have been known more for his cream pies than <laughs> for his his beer, <laughs> or as a as as one of the you know uh, yeah. Uh, ha- hashtag uh, never forget. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so, um... Yeah, so Ted Cruz. Uh, yeah, he's yeah. an ass clown. Yeah, pretty much um, he, he was trying... Yeah, he was he was uh, defending the right to ban sex toys, and in it he said, well, you know, uh, you... Is it really because you shouldn't have the right necessarily? There's no there's no right written to, uh, to do this to yourself. So. Correct. And this led me down a rabbit hole when I was looking into my show notes for this story. And what I ended up finding was another story that's kind of amazing, and it's the time that Ted Cruz watched porn with Sandra Day O'Connor. Yeah. Because what else uh, is there to do? We're not the most political show, um, though sometimes I do a guest uh, co-host on the uh, political podcast Look Forward, which is part of the Nerdpocalypse Network. Uh, Just a shameless plug there because I was on uh, last week. Yep. And... uh, and, Um, and it's... uh, I mean, we're political people. We like what we just know. It doesn't always fit directly 
some funny political news does fit into this. No, like but people... porn definitely doesn't. Yes. I mean, hearing that Ted Cruz watched porn with Sandra Day O'Connor blew my mind. And when I went to look at it, uh, apparently they were actually doing it as research for a case. Oh, like we do for research for the show. Exactly. Which, which we really do. I actually forgot to enter incognito mode um, when I was searching, doing some uh, stuff for the show. So now I've got to erase my like history on my computer here because it's like uh, it, it also doubles as a work computer. And usually I'm very good about not, you know, tracing my pornographic history. And I forget because I'm doing podcast research. So when I'm typing in X hamster and Pornhub, every once in a while I'll be at work typing something in. It'll be like I'll type the P and it'll be like, you want to go to Pornhub, don't you? Like, fuck you. No, I don't. I mean, I do, but I don't. So... Anyway, that was a, that was an aside. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> I'm glad you identified that. You're starting to learn. <laughs> now, Ted Cruz, uh, the only reason this story made our show, because it's more or less like mainstream news, I saw this all over the internet, is because it's the beginning of uh, what we at one point were labeling Scott's Google holes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> this is the beginning of a thread of stories that we're about to get into. Uh, what ended up happening was um, a librarian essentially came over and helped. Uh, let's see. It was Chief Justice William Rehnquist, uh, Ted Cruz, and Sandra Day O'Connor, I believe. That's a sex tape uh, in the making. Jesus. Yeah. Ted Cruz said that uh, the librarian came over and helped them search for hardcore porn for their research. Does this sound like research. the beginning of a porno movie? Like it I, I you're, does. you're trying to look up porn in the library or something, and the librarian comes over and like, oh, let me help, and bends over, and the boobs are hanging out, and I'm like, oh. Yeah. Now, this is my biggest thing, and this is what the, the Google hole started with. Um, the task of typing in the word cantaloupe to search for porn, huh? but misspelling it really intrigued me because that's how Ted Cruz says it. He says the person came over to assist us and in the search bar typed in a misspelled cantaloupe and then suddenly our screen was filled with a quote slew of hardcore explicit images and Sandra Day O'Connor's response oh my Wait, let me try it again <laughs> oh my oh my Sandra Day so, O'Connor so that's where Sounds I'm going like to let this story well. lie because there's not a whole lot else to say about Ted Cruz and Sandra Day O'Connor except for the fact this story is one of his favorite stories and he says it all the time. So, so if you go looking for t- clips of Ted Cruz, you will find this story everywhere. So wait, so it was It's one of his favorite like little analogy stories. So they weren't looking for it wasn't like they were doing research for porn. They just accidentally came across porn while doing research, is that They it? were doing they were doing research about porn right. for a uh, case. How did cantaloupe uh, come up? That's not on them. That was on the person assisting them. And this is where I'm the still Google wondering where it comes. came up. Why? Where that? does cantaloupe come up? And when they said misspelling, uh, my wife and I, Kelly, last night sat down and we opened up a computer and we went down this Google hole together. Okay. We started with what? What is cantaloupe porn? So we typed in cantaloupe porn video. Uh, we had more videos than you can count of guys sticking their dicks in watermelons. I assume that was it. I've heard that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, no, it's not a thing. It's the it's thing a movement. if you type it in. <laughs> it's, there's it's a, dude, it's a there, movement. There are more more people have fucked watermelons from what I can tell than have ever eaten them in the history of man. <laughs> it's a, like like 96% I believe they're there as the, the nature's fleshlight. <laughs> 96% of, of watermelon sold are actually for, for fuck purposes. And uh, unfortunately, you can't return them when they're all mashed up with holes in them. Be like, uh, this, uh, this uh, watermelon is no good. Uh, just, yeah, it must be a cockroach or something bit into it because it's got all these holes. I just want to go to like it. a battered women's shelter and grab the pamphlets on like how to prevent spousal abuse and just pepper them in the watermelon like <laughs> bin at Shaw's or Price Chopper or you know Hannaford's. You've or got a problem. Near. You know the problem is is when I first when when I did hear about because it's funny you brought this up because I actually didn't know this part of the story because uh, it's not actually the show notes the watermelon cantaloupe part but I did recently come across something about somebody fucking a watermelon or I can't remember what exactly it was but it, it the only thing that popped in my head was if this is so big there's got to be something to it and unfortunately it makes me kind of want to fuck a watermelon like just to try for research for the show 
I guess. <laughs> yeah. I mean, sure. I mean, because uh, I'm like, there's got to be something to it. I mean, I'm going to be really embarrassed <laughs> right, right. when it's like Lost No Podcast is starting their own version of the ice bucket challenge. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the watermelon penetration the challenge. Watermelon fuck it challenge. <laughs> hey, fuck it. We were talking about bagel fucking last week. We can talk about watermelon fucking this week. Yeah. Uh, so this is the watermelon fuck it challenge. <laughs> yeah. The watermelon fuck it challenge. I like it. Um, um, I don't know how you prove to us that you've done it. Um, well, there's, I mean, come we, on. we'll, we'll, we'll uh, what's Periscope. the word I'm looking for? We'll begrudgingly watch your submissions <laughs> and give you shout outs <laughs> if they, if they somehow find their way to us. But, I mean, there's easy ways to find us. We're on YouTube, uh, Lost at Home Podcast. We're on uh, Twitter at The Lost at Home. We're on Facebook at Lost at Home Podcast. Uh, we're on Instagram at uh, Legend underscore Tripper, and you're at Sonic Jalopy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, there's ways to to, yeah. to find us. I would definitely uh, I would definitely send these to Sonic Jalopy on Instagram. Fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> Honestly, fine. Uh, <laughs> if I just start getting a bunch of random uh, just tag you. Uh, we, yeah. we do uh, retain the redistribution rights for all of the stuff uh, sent to us. We we may make a super cut and yeah. uh, put it with a uh, with pixelation. Yeah, a watermelon fucking compilation, if you will. So so, yeah. anyways, this watermelon fucking got you uh, somewhere. Well, yeah, it, yeah. It started a it started a Google hole, if you will. Um, it ended up rolling into, and I honestly don't remember the exact step that got us there, but uh, it it got us to pterodactyl porn. Oh, pterodactyl porn. Um, well, I mean, a search on most uh, favored porn sites of dinosaur porn does not bring up many results. Uh, there was an interesting one, a girl masturbating with toothbrush and toy dinosaurs. Yeah, but that's still not quite the same as real dinosaur porn. I'm thinking, like, maybe... Uh, maybe like, like, dinosaurs being penetrated or doing it yeah and I, I feel like there's got to be uh, that might uh, i feel like that's going to fit more less into the pornographic video realm because it's tougher to to make um not impossible we're going to find out but uh tougher to make like dinosaur porn whereas uh, i feel it's more suited for like the amazon erotic fan fiction realm because that's where like people exactly are aliens and stuff so because apparently it's a thing like dinosaur uh erotica is is a thing I mean, it, exactly. But but if you go searching on the internet for actual video, um, there's really only one, and it's a uh, how do I want to say? Like it's a, a gangbang. It's three yeah. pterodactyls on one girl, yeah. and they're all male pterodactyls. Yes, 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 they are. It actually, um, you came across this actually from uh, a porn reviewer on YouTube. Oh no no no! I then went to YouTube oh. to find reviews of dinosaur porn. Also, <laughs> oh, so you actually oh, so you found this first and then went to I, I figured you yes. bumped into this on YouTube just in a random YouTube no, hole. Sat down yeah. to watch that and then went looking for more research material. Essentially, like a Google hole doesn't stop. No, it, it never does. It, it literally stops when you tear yourself away or fall asleep. Yeah, yeah. I I mean I've been down many a Google hole, but they they get very dark. Some some of them you just get disturbed and you you start you huddle up and cry. So. Uh, so now okay, this, but you you came this across gentleman. this great reviewer though, uh, which yeah. I'm really glad you brought up because I was able to watch the guy. He's got like a five minute review on on YouTube of this scene, this pterodactyl porn scene, um, which uh, shoot, I can't remember what the hell the name of it was. It, the video is called pterodactyl dinosaur spermoplasmoids. Sperno, spermoplasmoids. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, and the reviewer is uh, Michael Novelli. He uh, he has 85 subscribers. Uh, this video has uh, 9-11 views. Huh. Not 911, but I, I prefer to say it my way. Of course. Uh, and he published it on uh, July 9th of 2014. So it's not a very well-watched uh, video. Well, it will be after this, after this, this podcast. Yeah. Oh, and this man, uh, he was born to review porn. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Um, you can tell from his Humpty Dance shirt, which honestly I'm a little jealous of, I, even though I would have to wear it as like a moo moo. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, but because <laughs> he is, a cool, is, it is a very, very cool shirt, though. Got to got to hand it to him. Um, yeah, and he's he's wearing <laughs> like uh like some sunglasses indoors at night for yep. the video, and a little golf cap, and he's got a goatee. And uh, it's, here, it's uh, let's tell you like just a little snippet. Because this guy has reviews of all kinds of porn, and I didn't even realize with all the weird unboxings and reviews of, like, weird things like potato chips and junk food and stuff, that people would review porn as well. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's give him a listen real quick. So what we have here is a scene of three pterodactyls having sex with a woman. That's like octuple penetration right there. Yep. Look at him go. 
They're just uh, kind of going at it. The pterodactyls don't really seem all that enthused. Maybe they're wondering why they're here. I mean, I know why a woman would want to have sex with three pterodactyls. That's just self-evident. But why would three pterodactyls want to have sex with a woman? I mean, maybe they're alien pterodactyls, right? And they need sex with a woman to fuel their ship so they can go back to, like, the moon or whatever and listen to their DC talk albums. And on top of that, he told gave me my dreams to do a hip-hop music with a Christian me. Oh, DC talk. Yeah, so as we as we heard there, it's got quite an interesting plot, um, and I'm uh, I was actually curious to see what else. Um, <clears throat> he, and he actually mentions in the in the review as well the name of the full. Uh, thing. Well, actually, for the brave of you, could actually go on like X videos, X uh, Pornhub, all whatever your streaming porn thing of choices, and there's like a five usually a five minute clip out there of the. Uh, original 16 minute scene so if you want to see it uncensored and you really want to see that pterodactyl porn that this pterodactyl is just tearing in and it gets into double penetration and all that good stuff because I was I, yeah. I manned just up just lots of I, moans and yeah. ah, I, ah, <laughs> well the thing is though I, I, I it sounds uh, like seagulls fighting over a box of McDonald's fries <laughs> it does it does <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is though I, uh, I, I I took one for the team and I I I won't say I watched the five minute clip because you, I mean, it kind of you lose interest after a while. You're like, I get it, they're fucking. Oh but, yeah, I, no, I, I, I scrolled through. Yes, I was gonna say I scrubbed through it, and then I realized that sounds like I just jacked off while I was watching it. But I did. I scrubbed through the video, and uh, I saw there. There's a you can tell like there's a director somewhere being like, you know, reminding them that they're pterodactyls because they'll be like just doing regular fucking, and all of a sudden they'll like flap their wings a couple times awkwardly. Be like, oh yeah, and they go ah, and then they like they'll just get back to fucking for a while. Um, yeah, in real life, they would, like, lose interest, go pick up some pebbles to put in their, you know, weird <laughs> we- weird stomachs. And yeah, I, I don't know a lot about pterodactyls, but I'm guessing uh, fucking is the last thing on their mind. By the way, uh, what was that guy's name again? Um, Mike- Michael Novelli? Right? So. Yeah, Michael Novelli, he only has one comment, and it's from me. <laughs> oh, nice. I, I gotta leave him one, too. And uh, if anyone else wants to go and actually make his uh, weird, weird, weird channel uh, look more popular, go to this video uh, and leave a few comments. It's pterodactyl dinosaur spermoplasmoids. Yeah. Uh, not, in doesn't, print. doesn't bring up a lot of uh, YouTube hits when you type that in. I mean, nope. he's the top one anyway. It might bring up some yes. other ones. But, uh, that's oh, yeah. There, there's someone who actually has uh, no, 55,000 views for their two-hour review of it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Wow. So so other people have talked about it and that person talked for 2 hours. It's so a 16 nope. it's a 16 minute scene. Yeah, like this guy does it right. 50 it's it's 5 minutes his like whole review. He's got a friend pops in and says some weird shit about his their theories on why this happened and all this kind of stuff. It's actually kind of funny. Um No, you know but, yeah. you know what doing it right would be? Mystery Science Theater 3000 it. The whole yeah. Uh Just just giving commentary to it. Dude, it's only 16 minutes, man. We could do that and like a, we could bang that out in a no pun intended in a in an app. 16 yeah. minutes? Yeah, in 16 minutes and 15 seconds. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> it's like it, it commentary has to match the length of the actual video. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, but, but you can do commentary's it like, an hour and a half, but the video's <laughs> only 16 minutes. 16 minutes of just us talking about it for a while and eating like uh, yeah, at the dinner table and saying grace and whatnot. Um I I needed to do a little more research and this guy luckily gave the full uh, the name of the full DVD. Uh it, this is just one of like a, an anthology, uh, if you will, um, a pornographic anthology. I think all of them sort of are um, from Perverted Stories number thirty-four, which is great because it sounds like a, one of those old comic books from the EC Comics or something like, oh, like Strange, Astonishing Stories yeah. and, and uh, Tales from the Crypt. So, if you're wondering what other perverted stories are on this quote-unquote film, um, first of all, the pterodactyl porn is by far the weirdest, um, and it actually stars uh, por- uh, like real porn stars and it was actually like a real fucking company that made this like not it wasn't just an underground porn this was like a mainstream porno um wow. and uh so uh there, there's a scene first scene um woman fucks a passed out stepfather after the mom leaves that's kind of that's not it's kind of par for the course on internet porn for, for these days um second scene i believe is actually the pterodactyl scene um third scene is a, a girl this is this is my favorite one because it, it's it's ridiculous so this girl gets in trouble at work <laughs> Um, and, uh, because like, apparently like they're, they're like, Hey, the plants aren't doing so well overseas. She's like, I wasn't my idea, but it was her idea. Right. So, um, so they're like, well, well, we're getting all stressed out. Let's take a coffee break. They go in. There's no cream anywhere. She's like, I don't take my coffee black. So a black guy walks in. That makes no sense to give her the cream. Of course he doesn't <laughs> actually have the cream. So they fuck her in a DP, uh, three way, whatever. 
And uh, and at the end, the dudes jerk off into coffee, and she drinks it. <laughs> It's so oh clever. First of all, the fact she's like, I don't take my coffee black, and a black guy walks in. Like that doesn't even make sense. <laughs> she's like, No, I don't take my coffee black, and like, Oh my god! But he walks hilarious. in with the cream, uh, <laughs> and, and then and then the final scene is just a, a man and a woman fucking a kitty pool filled with fruit cocktail. That's it. Nope, nope. Go back to the other one. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to yeah. We'll get back to come. I, I that's, they really ended that way. Yeah. Well, thing is, though, I didn't actually watch the whole scene. I I, I watched snippets of the scene. D- did she ask at the very end, like, so who has the sugar? <laughs> oh no, no. I, I I didn't watch the scene. I, I didn't actually watch uh. the whole scene. I, I I scrubbed through bits and pieces to make sure that because I want I read a review of the scene, like a real porno review, oh, a, a reading one. Oh my god. And so I could get the because I didn't have time to watch the whole porn or anything like that. Nor I know did I want who does. To. We're also busy. To watch yeah. all of the porn. Yeah, yeah, no, we're just so busy. <laughs> no, it's just part. <laughs> it's like at first I got my Netflix cues filled up, my Pornhub cues filled up. Man, what the fuck do I watch here? I got I got Pornhub over here, to, uh, but not really. Um, you know, <laughs> that's what we do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, the third one: a man and a woman fucking a kiddie pool filled with fruit cocktail. Because why not? But uh, so uh, yeah. In case you're wondering, uh, that that's not the only the pterodactyl porn is not the only amazing story on the perverted stories number 34. First of all, it's number 34. I'm curious now, what the other 33 are, and probably more what, after that. Are there 33 of them, or is that just being clever? No, apparently, because you can actually read the stuff on IMDb. They actually have, like, porn stuff on there. Um, oh, and they, you I know, didn't know that. I mean, there's, like, literally, it's just usually the cast. So when I first... Uh, no, going there right now. Because when I typed in perverted <laughs> story, and then it said followed by perverted stories number 36, which I'm guessing just means IMDb doesn't uh, mention 35, or they just skip... 35 for some reason but um so yeah there's more so i'm guessing there's 33 but be this preferred stories 35 banned in most countries <laughs> <laughs> we were okay with pterodactyl porn you guys took it too far number 35 it took 35 yeah, you you actually used a mosquito in amber to bring back a clone pterodactyl <laughs> and raped it to death <laughs> he's like well it's not in the constitution that i can't rape a dinosaur <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> Founding Father didn't think Ted of that Cruz one, did they? wins another battle. <laughs> Ted, Cruz, Ted Cruz wins the bestiality battle and also wins the sex toys battle. He's like, well, I can't fuck myself with a vibrator because that's not in the Constitution, but also says I can't not fuck a dinosaur or can not, I don't know. Yeah, let me fuck a pterodactyl. Well, uh, hey, um, speaking of bestiality, you brought the next story, and I have not even read this one yet. Well, this one actually, uh, technically the story itself is actually from the 1970s, apparently. And uh, this is about uh, a gentleman by the name of Michael Brenner, um, who has recently come back into the, the news because of like a, a little documentary thing, which I'll play a clip of later. Um, uh, there's some stories about this guy who um, not only uh, apparently had a, a, some sexual encounters with a dolphin when... Um, in the 1970s, but also apparently says the dolphin actually seduced him, like would come over. And from what I understand, uh, dolphins might actually be one of the few uh, animals that actually have sex for pleasure, if I'm not mistaken. I haven't done a lot of research heard, on this. No, I, I've absolutely heard yeah, that. And they're really, they're really intelligent. They're almost as, they're one of the most intelligent animals out there, very close to, you know, chimpanzees and, and, and maybe even smarter than chimpanzees, um, close to human intelligence anyway. And so they just like to fuck. So there's no real, like maybe it's, it's real or whatever. Uh, this person was seduced by a, a dolphin, whatever. Um, so this person um, is making the rounds in the uh, in the news again, and there's a lot of information out there on it. Uh, but if you really want to know the full story, um, this guy Michael Brenner actually wrote a book called Wet Goddess uh, in 2009. It's available on paperback uh, from Amazon and other places. You got to get it used generally for like 35 bucks. Oddly enough, it's out of print. Um, just not the uh, the 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 need for it, I guess, nowadays. Uh, but just like anything, and uh, I guess you can kind of make a little callback to some trolling here. Uh, anything that's f- funny already or interesting on Amazon is going to have some pretty interesting comments. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm just going to read the uh, one of the top customer reviews uh, from 2011. Um, and this one is somebody really uh, uh, feeling what Michael Brenner was going through and realizing and kind of opened up in uh, their their own ideas of sexuality. Um, this one is from Franklin Fisher from September 22nd, 2011. 
This book illustrates the bond one can feel with animals. I've owned a guinea pig for a couple years now. Her name is Fluffy, and I'm pretty sure she flirts with me. She squeaks enthusiastically when I put her back, lets me feed her alfalfa sprouts by hand, and sometimes lightly nibbles on my fingers. After reading Wet Goddess, I know now that Fluffy is flirting with me and signaling that she wants a more intimate relationship. I told her it's time to stop playing games. Let's do this if we're going to do this. She seemed receptive, so I'm taking her out on a date this Friday. We're doing a tour of mulch- <laughs> we're doing a tour of a mulching company. We'll sample some wood chips at the end of it. After we've had our fill, we'll go to the McDonald's Playland because they have those tubes that you can crawl in. And I know Fluffy loves crawling through tubes. Look, I know people are gonna judge me when they see me walking around the town with a gorgeous guinea pig in my arms, but whatever. They're just jealous haters who don't understand the bond one can feel with a different species. There will be obstacles to overcome in this relationship, of course, but there are challenges in every relationship. It's all about compromise. I'm trying to teach Fluffy to stop pooping on herself, and she's teaching me how to drink water from an upside-down bottle. I'll check back here in a few weeks to let everybody know where my relationship with Fluffy is going. Until then, I implore all people to read Wet Goddess before they pursue an interspecies relationship. It's amazing. I was actually looking at some of the excerpts from uh, Wet Goddess. Yes, yes. <laughs> they're They're equally amazing as those comments because they seem just as ridiculous. But this is uh, somebody really writing it, yeah. Well, I think this is amazing. This is from the book. Yes. It quote, and she swam forward so that I was rubbing her genital slit and then she stopped moving. I thought this is embarrassing. Well, how about this? Um, I believe he I, I we even have that from the uh, from the mouth of babes. Uh, oh, I don't know. What the fuck am I starting <laughs> to say? Oh, there's a documentary about this. That's what's kind of bringing it up in the news again. A 15 minute documentary you can watch for free online. Um and I'm just gonna play a clip from that trailer which actually mentions that little clip right there. So here's that little clip. We were standing on the dock looking down at this dolphin. She stared up at us and we stared down at her and the writer said, this is Dolly, Malcolm meet Dolly, Dolly meet Malcolm. There were no intimations that uh, this dolphin and I would become lovers eventually. I was fascinated. I'd never been that close to a dolphin before. I was enormously interested. I slipped into the water with her she wouldn't come anywhere near me, of course. Dolphins are usually suspicious of strange people. She stayed on the other side of the pen, and then the assistant trainer uh, began urging me to swim out, to, to take the first move, you know, to be bold, you know. So I struck out to the middle of the pen and sort of chased her around for a while, and finally uh, we ended up in the shallows. Very slowly, she came to the point where I could reach out and touch her. I started rubbing her forehead. She seemed to enjoy that, so I started rubbing her along her back and working my way towards her, her flukes, her tail. And as I was rubbing her and moving my hand towards her tail, uh, Dolly was slowly rolling around her long axis so that by the time that I got midway down her body, I was rubbing her belly instead of rubbing her back. And she swam forward a little bit so that I was rubbing her genital slit, and then she stopped moving. And I thought, oh, this is embarrassing. I just didn't think that that was the kind of show that, uh, you know, parents would be bringing their kids to Florida land to see. So that's the documentary about that encounter. And it does mention the finding the genital slit. Is that what uh, what what he called it? Yeah, I never want to hear that term again. <laughs> genital slit. Like, I didn't I never heard it before just now reading this story. And you can, yeah, I, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. You can only nope. talk about it when when talking about fucking dolphins. You can only use it in reference to fucking dolphins from now on. Here's another quote. She might open her jaws and run her teeth very gently along my arm or leg, which produced an amazing erotic feeling to me. Uh, I'm sure I'm sure that was her intention because she knew that if she nibbled on your arm, you'd get a fucking heart on. Maybe they just has something to do with you. I'm not like, oh yeah, whatever, to each their own. Um, as long as you're not fucking something and hurting it, you know, if, if there was a way to find out if this dolphin really like wanted it, I'd be like, all right, fucking go to town, man. Um, so I I haven't brought myself to watch the 15-minute documentary yet. I probably will to, to, to get a taste, if, if you will. I only uh, became aware of it shortly before we did this, so um, I've not actually had time to do the full research on it. Um, but the thing I, I, we do have, actually, um, is a sponsor for this week, and it just happens to be uh, kind of themed around what we've been talking about. And this is when you find yourself in like trouble, like Michael Brenner, where people are coming down on you for your sexual relations with an animal, um, that person with the guinea pig or something, if you have troubles like that. Uh, our sponsor this week, Tallywag Doodle and Skag, is actually a bestiality law firm specializing in cases where people are pretty much victimized for their love of animals. So let's just listen to our sponsor and what they have to say. 
Were you charged with bestiality and it wasn't your fault? It's happened to the best of us, and when it does, it's good to know you have friends that'll defend you to the bitter end. Hi, I'm Bronco Tallywag of Tallywag Doodle and Skag, the only law firm specializing in bestiality cases. We're sick of hearing these stories of the victim being treated like the criminal. Maybe you were seduced by a chinchilla. Maybe you were seduced by a porcupine. Maybe you were seduced by a preteen giraffe. Maybe you were seduced by a pterodactyl. Well, you're in luck. At Tallywag Doodle and Skag, our job isn't to judge, it's to get your money. We may not have a fancy law degree like those offices down the street or be licensed to practice law in any state, but we also charge more. There are a few things better than soaking in the sweet, sweet vagina of a porcupine. Believe me, I've been there. Everybody else looks at you like you're a dirty, dirty pervert. And your wife Janet just shows up one day with the divorce papers. And of course, the courts find you're not fit to have any custody of your kids. None. None. So they take them away and even grant custody of my guinea pig to that atrocious trollop because the guinea pig isn't safe in my home. Like I'm gonna fuck a guinea pig. I'm not a monster. So come on down to the only people that will understand and defend you. Here are some of the things we can do for you. Cut your hair. Play Nintendo. Start a middle school newspaper. Ride the subway. Rape an animal. Draw devil horns on pictures of Janet. Adopt a labradoodle. Fuck a labradoodle. Watch cartoons. Bury a labradoodle. And many more. So give us a call today at... 757-1254. Once again, that's... 757-1254. Life's too short, and animals are too attractive. Thank you very much, Tallywag, Doodle, and Skag, uh, the bestiality law firm. Um, if you have a, a, an issue, just go ahead and go to that and uh, and check them out. They're they're very helpful and they're helping out the show this week. Um, Absolutely, and we thank you very much for your help. Uh, yeah, and, and, and hope maybe future help if I need it. Um, if I'm caught fucking an animal that I'm in love with. Um, now, Scott, you've got a uh, you've got the next story here up on the docket. Yeah, uh, as a lot of us know, North Carolina. Uh, passed a few very draconian anti-LGBT laws. Yeah. Uh, one of the most known at the moment is the bathroom ordinance where your genitalia must match your birth certificate and the symbol on the door. Yes. Uh, meaning, if you, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it means things get very confusing because really, who carries a birth certificate at this point in life? I mean, like it, around it, with them? It's all you could do to like... I, I it, was, it took me forever to get my hands on one so I could go renew uh, my license when they passed the law, like whatever the uh, real ID law or whatever, where I needed to use that. It's it, it's it's not an easy thing to keep around, and also like, you know, so it, it doesn't matter how you identify. In other words, uh, gender wise, exactly. It's saying like you got a dick, you piss in a fucking urinal like a man, and you got a it, vagina, you stand over there, you squat or whatever women do, because I don't know, because I've never seen a vagina. <laughs> What do they think the stalls in women's bathrooms are? Like, just kitty litter? Yeah. 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 <laughs> She's paper trained. Yeah. But no, this is uh, this law had nothing to do with LGBT in the sense of, like... Uh, well, it's a religious okay. freedom law. They, they tried a... doing this law basically saying it was, like, anti-kid rape law. Right. It's everything about discrimination has nothing to do with kid rape. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, uh, and and these laws in general are packaged as like as part of those religious freedom laws. Same the Kim Davis bullshit, that kind of stuff. Pretty much, uh, and, and people stand behind this. They pretty much put this bathroom law in place because it freaks people out. Being like, you're right, somebody go in and molest my kid. Like, first of all, I'm pretty sure like if somebody's gonna be molesting kids in a bathroom, it's gonna be the fucking dude molested a boy in the bathroom. That's what the way it's gonna happen. I mean, look at the fucking, yeah, that's what people do. They're fucking gross and they're gonna do that. It's not like the second you let somebody with different genitals in, they're gonna be like, I guess I'm a molester now. Like, it's not the way right. it works. But, but, but uh, again, it has nothing to do with that really. It has everything to do with finding kind of a, a way to discriminate against the LGBTQ community while also making it sound like you're not being like, we're just trying to protect our kids. There's nothing to do. We have no problem with you. There's just something different about you and I don't want you molesting our kids. So. Yep. And uh, one of the uh, proponents of stopping this is X Hamster, a a well-known porn site, which as of... One of the biggest uh, ones, yeah, other than porn. Which which as of 1230 uh, p.m. on Monday, a week from our recording today... So this is early April. Um, basically, just shut down service to the entire state. Yeah. 
Uh, if you go to their site, you cannot uh, view porn yep. because they don't want to help anyone in that state, uh, I want to say, get off as long as they're making laws that put people off as hard as this one does. And, I, well, and I'm, I'm guessing they're doing that based on IP address and stuff. So probably if you work through a proxy or something, you really care that much or you're working through like the Tor network slash proxy servers or something along those lines you can get around it but the uh most people don't do that they just use their internet service provider whatever they're giving them ip address and uh the the funny thing i uh, about this is when they actually did a breakdown of the search history for north carolina users of like yeah. the, like disproportionate number of like you know shemale you know porn uh as you know uh the the trans gay and bi porn were like really disproportional to the god-given straight porn that's the real right stuff so uh it's yeah just in one month in the month of march if you combine search terms for transsexual and gay it's almost one million searches for one month from one state yeah and so clearly uh there are people in there who you know i mean i'm, I'm guessing a lot of the people who uh they're not really worried it's not like a walmart or something like that um pulling out of the state it's uh where they have to worry about alienating both sides. You're probably not, the porn sites aren't really worried about alienating the religious right or anything like that. Although PayPal uh, did uh, pull out of their, no pun intended, pull out of their proposed uh, <laughs> proposed expansion, <laughs> also no pun intended. Um, <laughs> everything can sound sexual when you're proposed on a sex. Proposed <laughs> expansion, <laughs> yeah, really? PayPal pulled out of their proposed expansion. Um, that is the least dirty, dirty thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Um, so, but they, they're, you know, they were going to uh, expand in the state. There's, it's, it's actually had some, uh, negative impact. Bruce Springsteen was like, right. It was Bruce Springsteen. who was like, I'm not going to yeah, perform He pulled there. out his concerts. Yep. Um, so. No pun uh, intended. The uh, Mumford and Sons, when they played there, they actually, cause they had already played in like Greenboro or something like that. Uh, when this was all going on. So they donated a hundred percent of the proceeds from those concerts to LGBTQ, um, charities. I actually kind of think that would have been a better move for Bruce Springsteen, uh, as opposed to pulling out completely. He probably should have just done the concerts for his fans yeah. that want to see him, and then just donate all the money and let him know to, and let him know ahead whatever. of time. I'm going to be donating 100 percent of the proceeds, and then that way, yeah. If you if you really, come here, you're an LGBT supporter. Yeah, if somebody really has a problem with it. You get to choose between you know, and if you really do have a, a, a dislike for the LGBT uh, community, then you would. Uh, that it, and you would have to choose between that and your hatred for that and your love for Bruce Springsteen, man. And Springsteen's going to conquer all. So, I guess. I don't know. So. Sure. Um, all right. We have one last story today. And apparently, uh, an adult film star has built something that's, uh, well, geeky and awesome. Yeah, it's geeky and sexual. And it is specifically Darth Vibrator. Um, now, that sounds like it might be a tool. Of that's sorts. not his name. Oh, yeah. well, his real name is Billy Cornwinkle, and he plays Darth Vibrator in an outfit. Cost. Oh, that's a person in that? I thought it was like a mannequin. No, it's a mannequin. Um, no. Oh, okay. I was like, you just threw me. I'm like, really? <laughs> no, no. Uh, so Darth Vibrator is actually, it's, it's a Darth Vader replica statue um, made entirely of, uh, we say entirely, but it's, you know, like a mannequin and, a, and the Darth Vader helmet, um, but... Everything else is is fashioned with sex toys. Um, specifically, there are uh, let's see, um, three thousand dollars worth of sex toys to make this whole thing. The seven foot tall statue. It's called Darth Vibrator, as noted there. Um, it's uh, it, it looks pretty much just like from a distance, just like a Darth Darth Vader statue. Then you get a little closer, you realize the entire statue was created with two hundred vibrators, ten paddles, a rubber fist, which is awesome, um, two rows of anal beads, a whip and hooker boots. Um, and I love the fact that the um, lightsaber is just like four vibrators or three vibrators like uh, like glued together. Like the tips Why are cut off. Why did they just blur the last one? Because I think that's because that's where the tip is. So I think that's because you notice the other ones have the tip cut off and they're just like stuck together. The last one actually has the dick tip on it, which makes it too dick-like, I guess, uh, to, to show. But they're one of the ones with like the rabbit ears that go fucking nuts and they got the beads in them. And they go nuts and crazy, which is great. I'd like to actually turn one of these on and turn the whole thing on and uh, and just have these three <laughs> vibrators just going nuts 
wrapping around. It's like his version of the Force. Yeah, <laughs> the Force is strong with me. Um, this was adult film star Kayla Jane Danger, uh, who actually did this. Um, awesome. I've never heard of her. Uh, I have not either. I will probably. And the weirdest little... thing I can say about this is in the photo with her staying next to Darth Vibrator. I fucking love her shoes. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Those are awesome kicks. Yeah, they really are. They're like, they're like they gold, uh, like, I don't know, what are they, like Adidas or like high top Converse or something like that? They're like gold high top Adidas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't know why, but I fucking love them. They're fucking kick-ass. Yeah, she's got some style, man. She's 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 pretty cool. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to Google her. Like, it's weird that Darth Vader led me to porn. Um, uh, I need to I need to end the show real quick. I need to go do some <laughs> podcast, <laughs> research. Podcast research after the show's done. Um, yeah. So let yeah, me just, uh, let, me just, let me just scroll through this video real quick. <laughs> there, there is a the uh, if you don't mind going to Playboy.com, that's where the article actually was uh, housed that I found. Um, there's a little video on uh, on YouTube about the building of it as well with the porn star. It's uh, mostly SFW except for the fact that there are uh, dick toys and fists all over the place. So, <laughs> dick toys and fists, <laughs> <laughs> rubber fists, you know. Um, so yeah, that's 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 what I got. That's Darth Vibrator for you. Yeah, um, the last show note that I'm sure you saw and probably had a few questions about was um, I was in a feed earlier this week talking to a bunch of people, and we were all trying to come up with our best uh, Star Wars lines from any of the Star Wars movies that sound sexual if you just take them completely out of context. And I included this in the show notes because we talked so much about sex in this show and Star Wars that I figured it would be kind of fun to uh, see if maybe you had a fa- few favorites yourself and maybe I do too. Uh, I, um, I, I found a few favorites because there was actually – you, you sent a list of them anyway, uh, a compiled list. So I actually picked a few just from that. I don't have any of my own specifically that I came up with. Well, one of my favorites uh, comes from the original Star Wars Episode Four: New Hope. Uh, get clear, Wedge. You can't do any more good back there. Which <laughs> <laughs> I think is amazing. I, you know what would be really funny? If we take that pterodactyl porn and overdub lines from the Star Wars movie, yeah. these, these sexual lines from the Star Wars movie, like as they actually would make sense in there. Like, get clear, Wedge, right as he's pulling out of her butt to go... Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's one of the that. pterodactyls like penetrating her and be like, "It's a trap." Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> let's see. One of my favorites. The voices don't even stay consistent either. Like different voices, <laughs> different actors. I know they're They're pterodactyls. It's not like you can tell who's talking or anything like yeah. that. There's fucking three pterodactyls. At one point, one of them's just like Adam West. Yeah. Oh, oh, I'm a pterodactyl. He probably said that at one point in his career. <laughs> I'm a scary pterodactyl. I'm a scary pterodactyl fucking a woman now, with now, two other pterodactyls. Let's dance. It's weird that we actually found that clip from the real Adam West. Um, so one of my faves is, uh, you came in that thing? You're braver than I thought. Nice. I like that one. Uh, let's see. I like Yoda's line. Size matters not. <laughs> Judge you by size, do you? Yeah, that's just so on the fucking nose. It's perfect. Um, I like, uh, get in there, you big furry oaf. I don't care what you smell. <laughs> So, <laughs> just like this like come on man get in there oh geez uh what is it uh luke at that speed do you think you'll be able to pull out in time oh yeah and I've, I've heard that one being like one of the one of the gems that people actually reference yeah which i'm sure is one of the things that leads to people looking for more and then as we discovered everything from paypal pulling out of their proposed expansion which actually is also an alliteration um Anything can sound sexual when you put yourself in that mindset. Uh, so I, my, one of my other favorites uh, here is uh, how how can they be jamming us if they don't know we're coming? So, I like that too. There's a lot of jamming but, and, and stuff like that in, in, in Star Wars. Yeah, if you, uh, if you like that and you have any interest in maybe sharing some of your favorites with us, please hit us up on Twitter at The Lost at Home. Uh, we would like to hear more of your... Uh, obscene Star Wars lines when taken out of context. Uh, We're switching gears. Thank you for all your trolling stories. Uh, We appreciate it. We've managed to keep that story going now for three weeks straight, and it's because of our listeners. We we thank and appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Uh, Catch us next week, I guess. I guess. I mean, you could come back. I mean, the week after that, we have something special. Uh, Jar and I are both going to see Kevin Smith do Hollywood Babylon uh, live with Ralph Garman. Yes. Uh, we'll be going with my wife, Kelly, and we will be having a blast. And we're hoping to come back with some good audio for you. Uh, I myself personally will be going to the Q&A before with Kevin Smith. Uh, hopefully there will be some Q's and some A's. Yeah. All right. Nice. Nice. 
Nice. That sounds sexual right there. <laughs> you like you like where I win? I yeah, use I use I use the words that were applicable. Yeah, cues and some A's <laughs> right there. All right, everybody. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, listen to whatever song I'm about to play. It's probably great. Could suck. I don't know. Whatever. Dude, it's gonna be great. I I got a feeling. Yeah. All right, man. More feeling, buddy. Friday night, I just got off work My boss, man, he's such a jerk So after work, I went to his house I ate his wife's pussy and kicked his ass Eating pussy and kicking 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 ass That's what I do So I celebrated with some alcohol Standing in the unemployment line I see this young girl's bush and said it's breakfast time Security guard said you can't do that here So I kicked him in the nuts before I drank a beer Girl at the counter said do you want a job And I said okay and then I ate a pussy Eating pussy and kicking ass Yeah. I feel a lot of pussy when I get into a fight. Uh. Yeah, alright. My that good. Thursday night, I was feeling pretty great. I was walking past the honky tonks on Broadway. I see this young girl, she smiling at me. So I took her back to my place and I paid the fee. Took up the skirt, I knew that something was wrong. Oh, this supposed to be a pussy, this girl had a dong. I was bored, and since I'd paid anyway, I sucked his dick, and then I kicked his ass. Sucking dick, and kicking ass. Sucking dick, kicking ass. That's right. Sucking dick, and kicking ass. Sucking dick, kicking ass. Eating pussy, sucking dick, and kicking ass. Come on, buddy. Pussy sucking dick and kicking ass. Eating pussy sucking dick and kicking ass. Eating pussy sucking dick and kicking ass. God damn it! Fucking play, motherfucker! Where'd everybody go? God damn it.